Welcome to the J Crypto Audio Experience. First off, thanks for coming. Second off, I want to congratulate you for investing in the education of blockchain, cryptocurrency, NFTs, decentralized finance, all those terms that when you first hear you go, what the hell does that mean? Blockchain is a technology shift, guys. Once in a lifetime opportunity. This is Malibu beachfront property, $1,000 per the acre. Now, to take advantage of it properly, you got to invest in that education. And that's what you're here for. That's what I'm here for. So let's learn together. All right. So in today's episode, I'm going to cover everything that you guys need to know about NFTs. This is Jay Crypto. And this isn't everything you need to know. In my last episode, it wasn't everything you need to know about DeFi because the reality is with these new technologies, what I've done is I've caught up to where things are at. But the problem with that is a lot of the things that are currently available were built like a few years ago. So with that in mind, the innovations we're about to see will actually be uh, truly infinitely exponentially more complicated and more useful to the end user and to people. That's my belief. So a non-fungible token, an NFT, have you heard this? Have you heard about these? Have you heard these from NBA Top Shot? Have you heard about these for art? Did you know that an NFT was sold for around $64 million and it was just an art, a digital piece of art and it was sold for that much at Christie's Auction House? Did you know that the uh, NFT craze has been going on for the last four months in major celebrities like The Weeknd and Gary Vaynerchuk and Mark Cuban and and uh, a whole host of different people are building NFTs. Logan Paul and there's all sorts of different NFTs. So what is an NFT? A non-fungible token. That's what an NFT is. But what I want to get into is what's what's the potential of an NFT? What do you guys need to know to stay away from when you're searching to buy an NFT? What are you looking for in an NFT? What do I look for in an NFT? Well, the truth is. An NFT is a vague term because <laughs> there's a lot of different types of non-fungible tokens. The first NFTs that were built were actually basically PDFs that you could transact with uh, true value. So how this system would work is you had USDC, right, which is a stable coin. And you get USDC by depositing fiat, so money from your bank account, into a platform like Coinbase. With the USDC, you can buy what's called Ethereum. Now, Ethereum, when you buy Ethereum, you can transfer that out of your custodial, uh, non-custodial wallet into what's called a custodial wallet. So a custodial wallet it means that you hold your own keys. Okay, This means that now it's off the exchange. So it's not on a place like Robinhood. It's on your own wallet and you can download a wallet and you hold your own private keys and your own private keys give you the ability to store cryptocurrency, store value. And it's uh, something that you can access all over the world as long as you hold your own private keys. But you must not lose your private keys. It's very important you don't lose those. So basically, the point I'm getting to is what is an NFT? Well, What you do with the Ethereum that you buy from Coinbase and you send over to your custodial wallet is you can use it on the Ethereum blockchain. Now the Ethereum blockchain is a 
blockchain or a platform is what I related to. And if you haven't, go back and listen to my last podcast because this is really important for you guys. On a blockchain, you guys got to start treating a blockchain. If you're new to crypto, if you're not, then you're probably saying, oh, okay, J crypto. Like I know all this stuff, but I promise I'm going to get into some more advanced concepts in a moment here. Um, if you're new to cryptocurrency, you got to start thinking of a blockchain as the next generation of iPhone. Because what it allows you to do is transact value. Uh, what I say is transact value and governance uh, digitally, which is something that historically we've never been able to do. There's always been a centralized party, whether it be a bank or our local town halls or communities or shareholder meetings to conduct those two types of transaction value and governance. Okay. Voting power and monies, right? Now with NFT non-fungible tokens, we're able to store those which are digital non-fungible tokens onto our MetaMask, which is a non which is a custodial wallet, something that you can download right now onto your computer and hold your NFT. So, let me give you a few examples of NFTs. So the first easiest example would be a sports card. Now a sports card, if you buy a pack of sports cards and you ever bought one, you'll see that some of them have a number, one of 10, 84 of 130, one of one maybe. Those are non-fungible sports cards because if you trade one, uh, one of one for uh, one of ten, or a one, you can't trade a one of one, excuse me, because it's the only one. But if you trade a one of 10 for a three of 10, they're actually different sports cards. Okay. Now, I know this sounds a little confusing, but it's true. The value of the one of 10 might be more than the three of 10, just due to the fact that it's a lower number. This is how collectibles work. This is how sports cards work. So, Therefore, the, one of the uh, first adoptions that went mainstream for NFTs was NBA Top Shots, where the National Basketball Association teamed up uh, and basically created these non-fungible tokens that you could store in your MetaMask. These were actually highlights of the top players in the NBA. And some of them ended up trading for hundreds of thousands of dollars. But you could originally buy a pack for around 5 to $10 but you would have to buy it in Ethereum. That was the rule. So think about that, guys. Now, hold on a second, because I know what you're thinking. Well, what's the difference between buying this and buying like an investment? Well, the, the real difference is that, again, a fungible token could be something like Bitcoin, because if I give you Bitcoin and I give you three Bitcoins and you give me back three Bitcoins, it's completely fungible, meaning that there's no difference between the three that you gave me and the three I give you. Whereas a fungible token or non-fungible, excuse me, means that basically there is a difference between the token I give you. It's a unique token. It's a unique contract. It's a unique address. Okay. So now when you take that into the business world, things get a little more fun because what you can do is you can design use cases and functions uh, that will happen in an NFT which is beautiful for any kind of entrepreneur or business. Some of the things that we've already seen are things like BPower for an ecosystem called BEARN, which was an early algorithmic stablecoin project on the Binance margin. 
Now they haven't released their B power yet or allowed people to stake it. But the premise is this, that owning one of these NFTs, okay, now this is a decentralized application, a financial decentralized application. And right now, one of their lower tier NFTs is trading for about $1,000, okay? But the best part is you don't even have to buy it. All you have to do is own $1,000 around of their native tokens and lock them up. And if you ever want to redeem the NFT, you get back your tokens. So it's not even really a true sale. In fact, it works differently because this gives you the option to uh, invest in the tokens in a way. And after six months, you can actually unlock your initial investment, bring it back. And then all you got to do is give up the NFT. Obviously, the risks are that the tokens go so far down in value and the NFT doesn't work. However, this is what the NFT does. Okay. It's not just a piece of art, guys. It's not just a highlight reel. The NFT, this particular one, is going to allow you some flexible use cases. So this is my favorite one to use to describe the true power of an NFT, along with you know a few other examples I'll give you. But what this NFT will allow you to do, okay, and this is what I'm not saying this is one that you should go buy or not buy. I'm just saying if there were more NFTs like this, count me in, right? This NFT, so this is a huge decentralized app ecosystem, okay? They have a lending protocol that makes them money. They have a uh, algorithmic stablecoin that makes money. They have a yield farming circuit that makes them money. They have a decentralized exchange that brings in fees, right? So all of these things are profits that the ecosystem is making. Now, by owning this NFT, you will get passive income from all of the profits from this entire ecosystem. So through holding an NFT, you can also give the user some benefits or rewards and hence locking up a certain amount of tokens, which is good for a project sometimes, gives them some capital to work with, or maybe is just good for price, good for optics. Either way, it's a belief into the project by locking up $1,000. Now, their higher tier NFTs may cost you more around 25000 but there's none left. So that gives you kind of a perspective on things. However, here's the real secret sauce of this. There's also other functionalities within the protocol. So how this protocol will work is you'll just get that passive income sent to your wallet or better yet, you can claim it right on the decentralized app. We're not sure yet. Cause again, you won't be able to receive these benefits until you can stake your NFT for this example. Another thing is they have what's called a launch pad, which is where a brand new project can come and basically launch on the launch pad. So what that means is that they're going to have a private sale for all the NFT holders to participate in for a new project. This gives the project, the new project, a chance to have enough funds to basically make some money on their investment, but also gain a good solid floor for pricing and potentially have some time with some money to make some more improvements and do some marketing. What this gives you, though, is a better rate for the tokens. For example, what might be a good token sale is if you're able to buy a token at three cents a token. And then once the private sale is released, maybe in a few weeks to a month, you're able to now sell that token for around $50, right? You just made a lot of money. So by holding this NFT, you're also able to participate in their launch pad, right? So that's a huge benefit as well. 
All right, let's move on to a different type of NFT. So I'm a big passive income guy because I have a real estate background and I just know that the power of passive income is incredibly large and it's such a good thing to take advantage for anybody that wants to build true wealth. But it's difficult sometimes to find places that you can get per, uh, consistent passive income without having to actually participate. And that's really the game. That's the real trick. That's the hard part. So one way that you can do this is by participating in what are called fractional uh, real estate NFTs. So there's one project I've looked at called Realty. Now, Realty gives you the ability to buy a fraction of a real estate project, right? So let's say that there's a project in, you know, maybe not a more expensive place, but a place that's good for, you know, good, good for capital reasons. Maybe you're making 5,000 on a $50,000 investment, right? So let's say that there's a property that's worth around $50,000. Well, what the, what the owner of this property can do especially if they have a management team involved that will do all the rentals for them and do all the blockchain stuff. What they can do is they can break their property into about, uh, so you just do 50 divided by 50,000 and however many tokens that is. I think it's what, 500? I think 500. 10 times 50 is... Yep, so 500. So now you have five, a total supply of 500 tokens. Okay. Now here's how it works. Whenever the rent gets paid, the management team who manages this property. So let's say that you only own five or 100 of these tokens. So you have a $5,000. So 100 times 50 would be $5,000, right? So yeah, so you have a $500 investment or $5,000 investment. Well, now the APY or the interest paid to you is going to be around 10%, assuming that they're making 10% on the rents minus expenses. So what they do on these NFTs, they can show you how much they're currently making, what the average is, and you can choose to buy this NFT. Now this NFT will, you know, you can hold it in your wallet and then every time that they make rent, uh, USDC or some sort of stable coin, which if you remember right now, I think realty runs on USDC, which is one of the most trusted stable coins in the entire crypto industry until we get our own CBDC, which is centralized digital bank currency. Then that will obviously be more trusted. But the reality of these NFTs is you can hold them in your wallet. And every time that rent gets paid, boom, you're making some passive income. You're getting some passive income because they're sending you USDC every single month. So now on a $5,000 investment, you're making $500 a year of passive income. Okay. Now, if you do this on a larger scale and say a million dollars, well, not only are you not going to be able to buy just one property with a million dollars, but you're going to have to diversify into a bunch, which may be a good thing because some properties may make you 8%. Some properties may make you 12%. Some properties may have vacancy. Some properties may not. So in that case, now you're able to diversify into many different real estate projects. You don't have to put all your capital into one. You can put it into many different ones and you can structure your portfolio to hedge against different economic uh, impairments that could cause a certain industry of real estate to cripple or a certain to boom. So now 
you're able to get into some commercial, you're able to get into some rental, you're able to get into some hotel, all through the use of these NFTs that can allow you a contract of value. So that's pretty much it. And you can diversify your risk on those real estate types of NFTs. But it's a way for you to make passive income. And it's not fully regulated. It's not fully the, the best ones aren't the, aren't around just yet. But I'll keep you updated on any that I see that might be interesting to you. Now, another type of NFT is for my gamers out there. So if you're not a finance buff, but you're a big gamer or you like gaming or you want to go pro, then this is one that will help both finance buffs and gamers understand NFTs at a much deeper level. With blockchain technology, there's something that's been created called a metaverse. Now, a metaverse is interesting because what a metaverse does is it allows you to go from blockchain to blockchain, from game to game, and basically through programming, you're able to bring your current stats, your name, your account, the type of things that you're wearing, your character's look, or a whole host of bags and tricks that you've accumulated on the blockchain. Because an NFT can actually be bridged from blockchain to blockchain, and games built with blockchain can have NFTs. So what if you're a really good gamer, and what if you're playing a game that you're unlocking NFTs as you play, and now you have these, you know, really good swords, or guns, or whatever you need to play the game with, or potions, or whatever the heck it is. Now you can sell these on the open market to other gamers who maybe aren't as experienced or aren't as good, but want to get a little bit of a jump. Or better yet, you can buy, you can trade and buy a different sword that fits your character better. There's even some protocols that will allow you to stake these NFTs. Now, when you stake an NFT, this allows other people to use it for a short period of time and you to make a passive income. So imagine if you had 10 legendary swords. And these 10 legendary swords can be played on a bunch of different games. And let's say that there's tournaments on all these games six times, 20 times a month, right? Well, what if a player just needed a sword for a certain tournament, but didn't want to go through the hassle of getting it themselves, didn't want to buy it? Well, now they can borrow it for a short duration of time, maybe for a week for $50, and you can make a passive income on that sword. So... This is how diverse the ecosystem of NFTs is about to be. The way that we're able to create money and revenue for ourselves is about to change in so many different ways. The nine to five structure, the single job employee, a lot of opportunities are about to be made for Americans and people all over the world that we've just never even imagined yet. And it's very exciting and it's an incredible place to be. Um, That being said, We also want to remember that, like for myself and for others in this industry early and communicating on these channels, or even yourselves who are learning about it and talking to your friends about it, we also want to remember that we're laying the groundwork. And I'm not naive. I'm I'm definitely not naive. Any kind of technology can be used for good or for evil. So as we lay the groundwork, just we should probably just be conscious of what we try to do and what we try to accomplish and how we use these technologies. And my biggest advice to anybody, and this is not financial advice, is to get educated on what you're investing in. Because you may be investing into a scammer or worse yet, you may be investing into somebody who's not doing something that you agree with. Um, But hey, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a capitalist. So 
anything free market, baby, I'm all for it. And I just, uh, I just don't want the government getting too involved. <laughs> I hope that they stay the heck out of this stuff. I feel like we're going to do a much better do- job in the private sector with this technology than a government could ever do. Um, so that's kind of it, guys. That's my NFT spiel. I think that hopefully that gives you some use cases and some things that will help you better understand NFTs. You could think of them as binding agreements or contracts. And this is why NFTs will be the thing that will disrupt concert tickets. Because with an NFT, you can also add in additional benefits into your NFT. And instead of having to pay at the concert, now you're just able to use the NFT walking around with no wallet. And you just have your only NFT on your phone with a barcode. Boom. You get your popcorn, you get your soda, or better yet, you get it brought to you. And depending on this, maybe you have an NFT that allows you to meet a basketball player or a football player, maybe Tom Brady or Kyrie Irving, depending on who you like. And uh, all these different functionalities that these, or a concert ticket, better yet, you can keep it and then you can sell it on the open market as a memento, as a collectible. Oh, I was at the game with the no hitters from uh, whatever. I don't know, some big picture that's currently in MLB. I don't really follow the MLB too much right now. Um, but I'm sure that, you know, somebody out there listening, they can relate to that analogy. And you can sell that as the ticket to the no hitter from whoever that made history, right? Whew. All right, guys. Well, that's kind of a deep dive spiel, but I hope you like it. And uh, I can't wait to talk to you more about NFTs and decentralized finance and cryptocurrency. Thanks so much for watching. Thank you.